Employer branding is one of the key aspects of recruitment that companies most often need in order to attract the right talent and lower their cost of hire. But what exactly is employer branding and how do you create employer branding projects? Here with us is Megan Newberry, a talented in-house recruiter with experience implementing employer branding projects across corporate, construction, medical, and healthcare sectors. You can find her profile in the episode description. And she'll tell us all about employer branding on Coffee with our recruiter. And uh, yeah, we're recording now. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Very good. And you, how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for making the time for the podcast. Really appreciate you. Yeah, just saying, saying yes to being open to doing this. And I know... Uh, these subjects, right? They're very relevant right now. Employer branding is a key area that businesses need to take care of at the moment, especially with the current circumstances. Lots of candidates out there and looking at websites, looking at social media or what have you and making an opinion and sort of how you handle this period also goes into what you're going to promote later on. So thank you for that. And uh, really keen to, to dive into the subject right now. Um, I suppose just before that, just wanted to get a quick impression from you in terms of your experience. And just if you can give us a quick snapshot of your, your profile and what you've done. Yeah, perfect. No problem. Um, so um, I suppose my, my background originally was actually um, a bit more creative um, when I was obviously in education and stuff like that. So um anything sort of to do with graphics illustration was sort of my sort of um, I suppose area that I was really interested in but I suppose as a lot of people do with recruitment it was something that I fell into um, through actually I think it was my cousin at the time she um, sort of had a client that she worked really closely with and they were actually looking for someone to sort of support them on their client site Um, so my first I suppose my first recruitment role um, was actually working on site um for a client for their managed service provider so um i went into the sort of more sort of client msp internal sort of side of things there and that was for sort of temporary recruitment so really sort of fast pace um so yes there was i was i was there for a couple of years and, and that was all sort of um around construction um but i actually then decided that i wanted to give the agency recruitment side a go um, a lot of people sort of said to me, oh, you know, when people get into recruitment, normally it's the, the, the sort of agency side that they yeah. sort of try out first. And then you start to sort of move into the internal piece um, later on down, sort of down the line. But for me, I, I did that the, <laughs> the other way around. Um, so I gave agency recruitment a go again, sort of still sort of within the sort of construction architecture sort of area. Um, but after sort of about a year, I decided that actually, no, internal was, was definitely the, the sort of route that I wanted to go down and what I enjoyed the most. Um, so, yeah, so that, that took me back into um, another internal position, which um, during that time was really when sort of, I suppose, talent acquisition sort of really sort of kicked off and was, was sort of booming in the industry. Um, so it sort of started off as in, you know, internal recruitment, but as a function, we transitioned into talent acquisition. So that's when obviously my interest in employer branding and recruitment marketing, everything like that sort of really sort of sort of started. Um, my position there as well, obviously really focused on psychometric assessments. Okay. So looked a lot at uh, profile testing as well. So um, I really enjoyed that part to it. Um, and, you know, hopefully that has then will allow me to sort of sort of focus on that um, later on in my career as, as well. 
Um, so I was there for about just under two years um, and that was focusing on in terms of recruitment. It was the sort of corporate functions, but with a huge focus on the medical sales side of things. Um, so, you know, territory managers or sales managers, field sales managers. Um, but I did also have, you know, the ad hoc positions of anything within finance, marketing, HR. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've sort of looked at the corporate side of things quite a bit. Um, and also in my most recent position, sort of the corporate side of, of recruitment. Um, but again, with a sales focus, um, I had a bit of time out. Um, I've, I've traveled a bit as well and went to sort of Asia and Australia. Um, which was great, had um, sort of, I think it was sort of six to seven months out there. Um, and I did actually get the opportunity to work for an audit consultancy company um, with sort of managing their grad recruitment. So I still sort of wanted to try, if I got the opportunity to work out there, I wanted to still sort of make sure that I was sort of, sort of going along the same sort of lines as the, the sort of work that I've been doing back in the UK. Um, so that was really exciting and you know obviously a great opportunity to see the ways of how how things work in Australia and you know um, running grad recruitment um, days for um, new grads and things like that and that was actually across Sydney Brisbane and Melbourne so really a really sort of eye-opening experience and, and really enjoyed my time there even though it was you know quite short um, and then yeah so my most recent position um, you know when I returned to the UK I joined a startup medical recruitment agency as their um, internal recruiter or sort of talent acquisition function so again that was looking at the corporate side of recruitment but also with a, a huge focus on um, actual sort of recruitment consultants as well so um, yeah a sort of rec to rec piece um also which is another sort of area that I hadn't even sort of sort of focused on but again really focusing on the employer brand side of things for the business and and sort of talent acquisition and recruitment marketing as a whole so um so yeah so that's sort of me in a nutshell I suppose um yeah I am um in the position at the minute where I'm um, looking for a new new role so um fingers crossed that something comes up um with that soon but yeah so it's been great for you to um, you know invite me to, to the podcast today I'm really interested to sort of have a chat with you in a bit more and yeah say just um, discuss employer branding and, and all the sort of topics that fall under that it's such a it's such a big area I suppose and, and something that's massive at the moment um, as well as you know in candidate experience and all that sort of thing so um, yeah that's me absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's amazing experience you've accumulated, uh, Megan. And definitely, I believe the, I suppose the, the Australia experience, that should be quite interesting because, well, international experience always helps, but I think it also gives you maybe a different perspective on things in terms of, oh, maybe how to reach out to candidates, uh, maybe definitely, what tools yeah. to use, how other companies do recruitment in a different setting and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's also a smaller market, right? So it's uh, it's it's slightly smaller. People know each other, uh, so maybe networking and referrals might be a slightly slightly bigger thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think also the industry that because um, it was for it's for audit consultancy. So um, you know the the sort of candidates that we were approaching um and speaking to were in a very sort of niche area but also yeah. you know as it's grad we sort of look we're looking to sort of speak to, to new grads and and do a sort of grad recruitment piece so you know the the whole referral side of things was was, was huge there um and you do get a lot of interest but yeah no it was a, a great a great opportunity um to sort of see, yeah definitely see the different sides of, of how you can recruit out there and how they do diff uh, things differently to, to us over here so um yeah it's really really fun 
Excellent. Well, I suppose when it comes to employer branding and the things you've learned um, throughout your experience, I suppose, can you give us a, I suppose, a definition of what employer branding really is? So coming from my side, I'm I'm somewhat familiar, but not incredibly experienced in this area. And I personally think a lot of companies and businesses could do a lot more when it comes to this area. So maybe can you start off with a general sort of definition of, of employer branding and what it is? Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, I sort of see employer branding as it, it's how a company is, is going to be able to um, dif- differentiate themselves and, and sort of promote their identity, um, compare that to, you know, the competitors out there or just, you know, any any companies out there who are recruiting um, are, are looking for, for talent to, to join their business. So it's not just about, um, I suppose, showing your employer brand to candidates who you want to hire right now it could be candidates for the future um, who you don't even know that you're going to be recruiting for yet um, so it's really how you make your business stand out um, to I suppose yeah to future and, and, and current top talent basically and, and the reason why it's so important is that it is essential for hiring top talent um, there are there is a lot of competition out there um, there are so many companies that are hiring and there are so many companies at the moment that are jumping on you know um, hiring in the best ways through technology um, and companies now really need to be sort of doing above and beyond to make sure that they are getting that top ta- uh, top talent um, whether that's them you know being you know just aware of you as a company if they're maybe considering you as a company to work for that then moves into you know actually having an interest to work for that company and eventually down the lace down the line it's then that then could sort of filter into an application a selection and then hopefully a hire so it's yeah for me it's just it's a way that how you can make your business stand out it's how you can show your company values your culture your benefits you know the, possibly the technology that you use um and also you know your career opportunities so it's just really looking at at the benefits really um and just making sure that that you're sort of standing out i suppose to to other companies absolutely and i think one of the key benefits from a recruitment perspective is at the end of the day you get those direct applications, people coming to you, people asking more about the company, what you guys are all about and asking questions. And that way you, instead of doing a lot of the outbound headhunting work as an internal recruiter, you've done the job, you've laid the foundation, and then you can have discussions with people that are generally impressed by what they see online and coming to you and having discussions. Definitely. I think it's it it's all, all plays to that sort of end goal of especially for us in, in talent acquisition, that reduced cost per hire as well. Obviously that's a, a, a big, I suppose, benefit for a lot of talent acquisition functions and it's one of the sort of key areas, you know, um, you know, time to hire, cost per hire, all that sort of thing. So if you've already got candidates out there and people out there, potential candidates who are aware of you, um, they are already interested in the business. It's it's going to mean that you've already got a higher number of, you know, quality ca- quality candidates, quality applicants who are already interested. It's going to reduce that time to hire and it's going to reduce hopefully the cost per hire as well. So yeah, lots of really sort of strong key benefits, especially around the sort of talent acquisition metrics as well. Incredible. Yes. And I think one one thing that I wanted to add is just at least from my perspective, I've uh, I've worked with companies in the past that uh, internally they were they were great, 
but in terms of employer branding, they didn't do incredibly well. And I know it's more than just glass door reviews, but when you reach out to a candidate and they respond with, well, thanks for the reach out, but I checked you guys on Glassdoor and the reviews aren't incredible. So I think I'll pass on the opportunity. Yeah, it yeah. just turns it into an uphill battle. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more about obviously the the Glassdoor side of things and how much of a difference that, that can make, obviously, when you're hiring people and, and having that sort of interest in, in a company. Um, not only is Glassdoor great for, and I suppose, posting advertisements um and you know sort of being able to advertise your job positions but as I say it's the review the review part um and I think if if you've got and say a, a alarm bells will start ringing um I suppose if you if you do look at a company's page and you see a number of negative uh, reviews it, it's not it's not going to end well <laughs> I can't imagine many people are going to sort of look at that and think oh no that's that's still somewhere I'd like to I'd like to sort of work in my next position so yeah Glassdoor for me is massive um, and it's not just about I suppose in, in my sort of previous positions just while we're sort of touching on Glassdoor um, I've always wanted to sort of make sure that I'm utilizing Glassdoor reviews on Glassdoor throughout the whole recruitment process. I think I do sort of see a lot of companies have got reviews on their Glassdoor page and it's nine times out of 10, it's gonna be people who have left the business, then feel the need to then put a review on the company's page. But actually it's, as you know, working in talent acquisition and, and employer branding, it's really, really useful to, to utilize Glassdoor throughout the whole process. So that could be after an interview, you, you could ask the candidate or if you've hired that person you could then ask them to post a review about your onboarding experience or your interview experience um, and then you could then get back in touch with them a bit later down the line maybe sort of three to six months in just sort of find out how how they're finding their position you know is there any chance you'd be able to sort of just pop a, an updated review on the glass door page so you've got that constant a sort of flow of, of reviews that are coming in not just reviews at the end where I do tend to see a lot of people will either leave a company or or have to leave and then they then feel the need to write a review so Glassdoor's massive um, and I think yeah every company should be really sort of utilizing it as much as possible. I agree I think a lot of companies they underestimate the power of Glassdoor at what it does when recruiters mm. are reaching out to companies and trying to have discussions. So I think definitely that's one area where some work can be done. And one thing that I've seen in the past is, so generally, let's say if you have another a new employee, then after their probationary period, you check in and everything goes well. Then you maybe touch base and mention, well, hopefully you've had an amazing time with us so far. Uh, keen to know yeah. if the experience, the interview experience was good. And uh, if there's any thoughts you would like to let us know and feel free to post it on Glassdoor. And hopefully that gets a bit more content out there and a bit more of the positive news, right? But that's also up to you as a recruiter to have an amazing candidate experience. Definitely. Yeah, I think obviously candidate experience is, is massive and especially at the moment and um, with everything that's going on anyway, all companies need to be making sure that their, you know, their candidate experience is is as best as it can be. Um, you know, there's so many people out in in sort of in the job hunting space at the moment, and we need to sort of companies really and, and recruiters really need to be sort of staying on top of just keeping people up to date. Um, I've unfortunately, you know, heard you know there's been some cases where obviously I think just because things are so busy at the moment with people looking for jobs, um, you know, 
opportunities might get put in front of them, but then, you know, they don't hear anything and then it all goes quiet. Um, And I think now more than ever, everyone needs to be really making sure that that everyone's got the candidate at the forefront of of their decision um, making and and what I'm there, sort of how they're they're working and how they're acting. And yeah, I think candidate experience is massive. If, If, you know, if you get that right, then in terms of the sort of hiring top talent piece, you know, it, it, it should, it should work out really well for you as long as you've got that candidate experience as, as best as it can be. Yeah. I think definitely in these times where candidates are, are open to opportunities and I suppose to put it mildly, there's a bit more stress in, in the market. So definitely now is the really, really always you should be doing this, but now is really the time to give that extra extra good, extra perfect candidate experience and really treat candidates well. Because ultimately, um, it's the right thing to do, I would say. But also, hey, these persons can be future candidates if maybe not for now, maybe for later. Um, I think another area that I wanted to touch upon was, so there's different sort of avenues, different ways, different uh, areas where you can post about your employer branding. I just wanted to touch on on what are the different methods, right? Or the different ways. I know Glassdoor is not the only one, but what would the other areas be? Let's say the website or social media and so forth. What would they be? Yeah, definitely. So I suppose what I suppose what makes employer branding, so it could be anything from your your job postings, um, your vacancies or adverts, um, your websites, um, and whether, you know, a company, you know, they, they could be writing blogs as well. Um, you know, you, you look at the culture and the corporate values and obviously, you know, candidate communication um, falls into that. And also like career pages, career pages on, on websites. So I suppose they're all things that you can control um, as as someone that's working within talent acquisition or focusing on on that area. They're the sort of key things I would say that that you can control. Um, But then you've also got things that you can influence. So um, employee stories um, is something that I think is, is great. And every sort of company should be trying to do this as much as they can if they're not is utilizing their employees and their current, their current employees and, and getting them to sort of write a few words on, you know, any sort of positive stories that they've had whilst working at, at that company um, things that you can sort of share, because I think that speaks massively um, when you're looking at a company and you sort of see a number of reviews from actual current employees and how that company has helped them along sort of certain situations or just, you know, the general positive, you know, experience that they've had. I think you know speaks massively rather than just the actual company saying this is what we do and this is who we are if you actually get other people yeah. to talk about that then then that's going to be great for the business as well so so yeah so employee stories um obviously the social media activity social media is huge at the moment um whether it's you know linkedin it could be uh, you know instagram any of the sort of key sort of social media um, platforms that we use at the moment so I'd say that those are the sort of the, the other areas that you can influence as well. Um, but then also you've got word of mouth um, sort of falls into employer branding as well. And that's maybe something that you can't control. Um, but hopefully if, if you do, if you get everything else right, or if you're doing everything else in the best way that you can, then that word of mouth piece is, is going to be positive for you anyway. So that will really benefit the company too. So, um, so yeah, that's that's sort of the I suppose the key areas that I would say sort of make up employer branding as a as a piece. That's so important. You mentioned that, especially that social media piece, because now that people are mostly working from home or not having to commute, 
and everything. Mm -hmm. I suppose there's more activity out there on social media, people looking at websites, people logging into LinkedIn. So the visibility is is increased essentially. And I think this this can lead to we've all seen this. So you go onto a company Twitter account or Instagram or LinkedIn and it's empty and you don't mm-hmm. see anything and you think to yourself, well they I mean, they sound interesting, but I can't really find anything, anything about them. And it's just so many people that if a recruiter reaches out to them or they see a job posting, the first thing to do is, wait, I'm not going to immediately respond with a yes, I'm interested. I'm going to look these people up and see what they're all about. And if they find nothing, it's, then they got nothing to, 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 to work with. And how are they going to commit that time? Um, and energy upfront uh, if they don't know anything. Definitely. I think when I've looked into obviously doing some, you know, re- researching around this sort of area in, in my sort of past, past positions, um, one of the things that sort of came up and it's a piece of, you know, data or insight that I'll always remember, is especially for the, um, I suppose, the generation that we're recruiting or hiring at the moment. So LinkedIn or Instagram, it's the first place that we go or that that, that the candidate will go um whether that's to sort of you know look at their linkedin page just to sort of see you know what what they're what they're like what what's it like to work with you know is there any sort of you know videos or pictures or anything on there of of what it's like what it's like to work in the office or you know any sort of events that 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 they that they do Um, instagram again is, is another massive um i suppose platform that we go to to sort of get that information so yeah so i think you know social media is is huge um and there's so many ways that you can utilize social media now it's it's not just about posting pictures you know you, you've got video um you've got you've still got sort of written content as well is still is still something that, that's really sort of booming at the moment as well so not you know written content that's really insightful and that gives you data and you know people can actually sort of learn something from that you know written content but yeah Video is, is huge um, and I think, you know, we're seeing it more and more and I'm seeing it more and more every day is that people are, are using video for posting job ads. Um, so it's not just about, you know, a three paragraph um, written up job spec that you just post on a job board. People aren't really doing that anymore. Um, we're utilising video to, to talk about the position. Um, we're also utilising video to, you know, for, from the hiring managers, we're getting them to speak about the position, getting them to speak about, you know, what, what they want from that position or what they want from that person. So it's, you know, it's just, I suppose, bringing that sort of that person element into it as well. We, we, we buy from people. Um, and I say buy, but obviously recruitment is still selling to a point. So if you if you're recruiting, you're selling, or if you're you're in selling, you're normally sort of you know you're within sort of the marketing space as well. So it's all about you know we buy from people. We want to see that sort of you know that person element to that as well. And I think yeah, social media is massive at the moment, um, and it's only going to get bigger. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned the piece about videos. For me personally, what is really catchy is when they have those videos where it's it's almost you could call it a recruitment video where employees they talk about their experience at the company and they talk about yeah us at this company uh, we're doing quite well i quite enjoy it here and i'm learning loads and if they have a few of the employees uh, talking about their current sort of personal experience then i think okay i mean I've been on the other side where I think 
okay, a person working there would not immediately say yes. They can also say no to to volunteering to be in those videos. So if people are committing to that and the employer is actually taking time to invest in this area, bringing in a professional crew and and taking a few videos of employees talking about their experiences, I think that shows some sort of commitment. Definitely. Um, and I think as, as well, it's it, everything's all about, you know, technology at the moment as well. So if you've got a company who are investing a lot of, of their time and, and money into video or, you know, just thinking of different ways of how they can showcase who they are as a company and, and showcase that their employer brand, that again is going to be so, I suppose, attractive to the, the generation that we are recruiting for at the moment because we are so hot on you know technology video you know social media all that side of things and and if you've got people from from the top who are willing to as I say invest in that um then it it, it shows you know that that company is someone who's you know maybe they're open to change and they're open to the way of, of how we're going to have to change the way that we work um whether whether that's you know working from home or, or working with with new technologies um, so yeah, so no, definitely. Couldn't, couldn't I suppose from that. your perspective, keen to know, do you have a favorite way of communication or means of communication? Let's say the website or social media or or in person or focusing on those glass door reviews or during phone screens. Any particular sort of avenues or video, even maybe in terms of the the type of content, but any particular avenue where you think oh that's my favorite my go-to or the one I have the most experience in um I would say um LinkedIn definitely um but then also um actually sort of like the video interview side of things as well so not just you know picking up the phone and having a, a conversation with candidates you know at sort of the early stages but actually you know utilizing you know zoom or you know any sort of um video in interview platforms that you can use because it's it's so much more effective and time effective and, and beneficial for you to have a i suppose a video conversation with someone at that early stage um when you're sort of recruiting for for sort of top talent um then rather than just having a, a phone call um you know you, you get so much more out of, it, of a video call and i i've sort of the feedback that i've had from a lot of my candidates is that they really enjoyed the video ele- element side of it as well yeah. um for them they get to see the company and who you are as a company and and even you know and, and us and whoever it is that, that's recruiting for the business they get to really sort of understand and see who they are as, as people and as a company and i think that that element is is great for them to sort of be able to see that before they've even potentially been invited for an interview sort of thing so it almost could actually make the whole interview experience and the interview process for a candidate a lot easier for them and maybe less stressful if you've got people who are you know are quite stressed or quite worried about or anxious about the interview process if they've already had that visual you know video element to, to their interview process already and they've been able to sort of know gain a lot from that um and understand who the company are and 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 that sort of thing it it could make you know the whole sort of candidate experience for them much more positive as well so i I would say you know linkedin is definitely you know one of the the biggest areas that i've you know or the biggest platforms that i've used for recruiting um i would i'd love to have obviously the opportunity to recruit a lot more within instagram as well because i think that you could get so much from that 
um but yeah and also just the sort of video interview element as well i think linkedin definitely since i mean it's the most used platform i think it's the most popular one out there so definitely increasing your linkedin visibility is key there i suppose let's say if a company i don't know if there's a set of steps you need to take in order to start with this uh with let's say your employer brand on linkedin but let's say if a company asked someone hey okay so we uh, welcome to the company we currently don't really have much in terms of employer branding on our linkedin we haven't really touched that too much what would be sort of the way to begin with that and to start start implementing changes Uh, i think a way to i suppose showcase your employer brand i suppose you need to work out as a business what your you could say you uh, key selling points or what your key benefits are as a business you sort of you want to be showcasing that and also you know what what candidates and what potential candidates or potential hires are going to benefit from working with you so if you understand that element first then you can then i would then start advertising and showcasing that on on say linkedin or any of the sort of social medias um so whether that's you know your your culture or if there's any sort of benefits that you think really sort of stand out from others um but also showcasing you know just generally the office environment i think speaks massively um, and you do get a lot of interaction or a lot of interest through showcasing you know the office environment um or you know any sort of events or um you know internal sort of competitions or incentives i think when people see companies selling their people on linkedin or on any sort of other social media that works so well for them because you want that sort of people element again it's it's coming back to the you know people and that sort of human human element to it so I think showcasing definitely your key selling points, showcasing, you know, what it's like to work within the office, although obviously, you know, <laughs> with, with where we are at the minute and not as many companies are back in the office, you know, we'll have to sort of rethink that. But so sort of taking that, I suppose, a spin on that, the companies are now going to have to start thinking about their benefits and and do we need to re-look really at our benefits because they might not align with the fact that we aren't in the office as much. So there might be other sort of you know more working from home benefits that companies are going to need to have to think about for their employees and then that could be you know a sort of selling point that they could then start to sort of showcase and 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 advertise on social media so i think it's if they can sort of identify those key key selling points then sort of work with that first and just show as much as you can about you know the people that you work with the culture the environment um, and you know just any sort of new technologies or, or anything like that really that's that's going to make them stand out from others i think one thing that's missing also for a lot of companies is they really need to think about who their audience is and who the people are that they're trying to attract because sometimes mm-hmm. you go on a company's page and they their culture or their about us page um, or they're the let's say how they define themselves. It's very broad and very general. And one thing I read is if you try to appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one almost. So I yeah. think really defining your own culture, but also what type of audience you're trying to engage, and then your content sort of target that a bit more towards that audience, right? So if you're let's say, and this is me coming from let's say a, a more of a tech startup scale up environment. But if you're a startup and you're fast paced and 
very dynamic and there's very few processes uh, in place and you need people that can uh, roll up their sleeves and hit the ground running and aren't afraid to, to pick up different tasks and different responsibilities along the way because as a startup, it's not all completely defined. Then really, I suppose, develop content that's really suited for people that are uh, I, I suppose in that stage of their career or really prefer a company that's that's more in that side. Whereas I think maybe you've mentioned you've done more of the, the corporate side of things. So um, I'm not entirely sure what would attract someone from a corporate background to a company, but maybe tailor your, your content and what you do more towards that direction, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you could almost sort of look at your, when you're sort of advertising uh, sort of, vacancies or you're just sort of trying to showcase um the company that you work with um or that you sort of you're recruiting for it, it is all about the the target audience um so obviously it does cross over from that sort of you know marketing side of things as well you do have to just always be thinking about who is it that you're trying to attract who is it you're trying to sell to who are you trying to sort of bring into the business um and i think another way of you of, of of how we can advertise positions or sort of showcase that is is not just saying you know we're at we're recruiting for a finance administrator um and give you a few a few lines of you know what we're looking for and the sort of person that we're looking for people don't do that anymore um you could actually you know think about creating a mini campaign um a mini sort of advertising campaign and, and that could you know sort of be showcased across a number of weeks and you could look at one element to it and you could focus on one one of your sort of key benefits and and again it's all about your target audience um and just you know trying to make sure that what you're what you're trying to sell is is going to attract to those right people so yeah definitely um i couldn't agree more about the sort of target audience side of things um we just got to sort of all be thinking of different ways of how we can just be a bit different um how we're advertising vacancies or advertising positions i think it it's it's um one thing i also observed this so let's talk about a little bit about the about us uh, part of a company website, and mm-hmm. uh, I think one thing that I've that I've seen that really works is when companies really, I suppose, invoke almost emotion, passion, and really mention their struggles and almost the origin story. Because ultimately, when you really show yourself and the struggles and things you've gone through on your website or social media and so forth, that really clicks with people. I mean, at the end of the day, one thing I saw is that you can mention facts and you can mention data and that's all good and, and nice. And that's get, that gets people thinking. But what really gets them to act is if you really show, hey, the struggle, the 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 hard work that's being put behind the scenes how people are enjoying themselves at the company and so forth yeah definitely um actually was was sort of made me think of (laughs) one of my um previous positions and and one of the reasons why i was um you know interested and wanted to to join that business is because how it was or how i suppose um what's the word I'm looking for it's completely lost me now um but they were so I suppose honest about the the mess ups that they might have made or the um yeah the 
the struggles that they've had um and I really liked the fact that they were they were able to be open and honest about that um it wasn't so much on on say the about us page it was more about what we sort of spoke about in the interview process but it makes just it makes that sort of that either that employer or that person that you're that you're going to be working with you know seem so much more human and you know everyone makes mistakes and every company makes mistakes and, and if they're able to actually you know um I suppose admit that and and showcase how they what they've learned from that and and what they will do from that moving forward yeah. i think that speaks yeah speaks massively um and is actually yeah one of the reasons or one of the things that attracted me to one of my previous employers yeah one thing that i that i've that i really like when companies do is um and this really shows that they're not all about that cutthroat win at all cost mentality but when there's moments or events where there's volunteering involved and when they show, oh, so some of our employees, they took the day off to, to go to this event or attend this, this meeting or volunteer at this community. Um, and that's, to me personally, I think that's, that's quite impactful. And it shows, oh, these, they're actually giving back to the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I've, I've been able to sort of actually, you know, be part of, of that um, in, 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 a, in a previous position. Um, and I was actually thinking to myself the other day, that was actually probably one of the most, um, I suppose, insightful, um, exciting, you know, days that, that I would have had um, whilst I was sort of working at that business. And, you know, it was being able to work with a local charity and, and give back to them just yeah. for a day. Um, and, you know, what you what you can gain from that it personally is is massive but then also what the company is then able to gain from that um and when when you showcase that is even bigger um and again that those sorts of areas is is what seems to really um make a difference and what seems to get a lot of attraction from you know from from when you're sort of you're advertising that on you know on, on your socials or anything like that so it's just showing that human element isn't it to um i suppose to, to a company that you work with and, and the fact that you're able to give people the opportunity to to support and give back and and yeah i i, I love it when companies that sort of are able to give their employees you know a, a day to be able to just sort of go out and, and spend it with local charities or you know just you do something um a little bit different um and have that opportunity is another massive selling point um and another great benefit to have um but yeah no i think i don't see as much of that um i suppose at the moment it's quite difficult because we're all working from home and, and you know obviously you know lockdown everything so yeah. it's been a bit of a, of, a, of a difficult one to for companies to do at the moment but yeah i think as once once things sort of get back to some sort of normality and we can start doing that again i think when when companies are able to showcase you know anything when it comes down to sort of charities or, or local communities um again is another massive selling point well one thing that's good to keep in mind at least and you can correct me if i'm wrong but employer brand that's something a bit more of a mid to long-term investment now you can get maybe some short-term short-term wins quick wins but ultimately it takes time to build it takes effort um i suppose would there be any specific examples where you've seen that this took a few months but ultimately it really paid off and i appreciate um you know i've spoken to other people about this and there's always that confidentiality element so no need to go into names or or specific companies, but have there been examples in the past where you thought, oh, this project, this employer branding project, oh, that really impacted positively the company and their talent acquisition elements? 
Yeah, yeah, I actually, um, one example that comes to mind is that I've been able to work quite closely with, I suppose, um, sort of graduate um, level candidates. Um, so obviously, you know, with with education and you sort of take their whole sort of, um, you know, learning time scale and, and when they're, you know, coming towards the end of their academic year or anything like that. So you really need to sort of spend a good amount of that time advertising um you know you're not going to get a quick win from that because the potential candidates are still going to be within education and not going to be able yeah. to start looking at vacancies just just sort of at that point um but if you keep the i suppose the advertisement and the sort of you know the employer brand if you keep that going um you know for for, for a few months or even so you can sort of say it could be for you know six to 12 months before you actually need to start recruiting for that position if you're advertising and showcasing the, the business and the company and the culture and you know and, and everything but you're making sure that you're 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 advertising in where where those candidates are going to be looking so you need to make sure that you're again your target audience you're advertising and you're you're posting on those platforms that they're going to be using um I've had a previous position where I've, I've sort of worked on that for a good sort of six months. And then when it actually comes to the point of when you, when, you know, when, when, when vacancies are open and, you know, they're actually able to start at applying themselves, you see a massive influx of interest because of the work that you've been doing beforehand. Um, so, yeah, so that works really well, I suppose, for, for, the, for the grad side of things or for, you know, sort of entry level trainee sort of positions. Um, but definitely you have to keep you have to keep on top of your employer brand and it's not just something that you, you it's not a quick win yeah. um you're going to be you know you're always thinking about the positions that you could be recruiting for in six to 12 months time so you you don't just sort of act on what you're looking for right now it's always about you know future and what that sort of potential is going to look like then but yeah no definitely you know spend use as much time as possible to advertise and showcase the business you know to to the the target audience that you need um and you use that time effectively definitely no that's that's so true and i think the one of the biggest mistakes is to think okay now we're hiring so now is when we're going to start doing this this employer brand projects because Mm -hmm. only now we've started but then you realize oh this is going to take a month, two months, three months, whatever it is to really implement mm-hmm. and to create content and to write maybe a blog post or get those videos up and running, post on social media, change the interview processes. And by then yeah. it's been a month or two or whatever it is that you mm-hmm. haven't had quite those uh, direct applications and you're stuck doing a lot of outbound work, but also engaging with agencies, trying to get trying to trying to get candidates paying fees for them and so forth so i guess the key message there is starts early in order to get those those wins really yeah yeah definitely it all goes back to that when you suppose you look at that funnel um that sort of covers talent acquisition so that that top i suppose the top half of that funnel is the awareness the consideration and i mentioned before and the interest and if you spend a good amount of time really sort of focusing on those areas when it comes to the application, the selection, and, and then the hire, your funnel will then be a, a lot easier to work with. And, and the awareness and consideration and interest part, which pretty much is recruitment marketing as a piece and as a whole, um, 
that that can take that can take as, as long as you need it to um so you know you always need to be sort of I suppose creating the awareness about the, the company um and it's always good to you know to have you know people who are seeing that and thinking oh you know it, it's potentially somewhere that I would love to work for or work in um when the time's right for me um and and it all comes down to a lot of the people that that we recruit for or, or that we hire a lot of the time they're actually going to be passive candidates yeah. yeah um and 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 that's when you need to really sort of lock in that awareness consideration and interest because they don't even realize that they're actually looking for for a position they might not even sort of be thinking about that at the moment um so, so yeah so no definitely that's so true that you mentioned that i mean one thing that i read a while ago was i think if you're selling something like in sales i think you need i think what was it like 11 touch points or something along those lines with a potential buyer and those touch points can be a phone call but also they read a blog they look at a tweet they see a video they have a second call uh, mm-hmm. and that's sort of how many touch points you need before someone decides okay i'm gonna follow through with this so it takes a few tries in order to get that right so the more content you have out there the more of those touch points are out there and and attracting the right people yeah yeah you you as as, a, as an employer as a potential employer you, you want to you know you want to be wherever that that potential candidate or your whoever you're sort of interested in hiring you, you want to make sure that they're always seeing some form of content from you whether it's a video whether it's you know some some data or <clears throat> or you know just it could be complete yeah any any sort of content at all you know calls and stuff like that yeah definitely Absolutely. Well, I think um, I'm just double checking. I think we covered about about everything when it comes to well, not everything when it comes to employer branding, but I think that's hopefully that's enough for people to to get started and dive deeper into the um, the subject matter uh, at hand, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for me, and I'm not sure if, if you've seen it yourself, but um, over the last maybe couple of years, I, I've seen a a massive increase in the sort of talent acquisition piece um sort of it's moved from just you know internal recruitment for a business we're actually looking at the bigger picture um of talent acquisition um and i think now more than ever companies are wanting not just to hire talent but they're wanting to hire you know top talent and the right talent for them and you know it's not just about finding someone just to sort of you know to fill a position you've got to make sure it's the right position for them but also the right person for you so yeah I think I've seen a massive increase and obviously employer branding is, is 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 a big part to talent acquisition as well so hopefully yeah we have been able to cover um sort of some some key areas and hopefully given you know people listening a chance to sort of really think about how they could improve their ways of you know finding that top talent Excellent. And I think from a candidate perspective, if you're a very good candidate and you have multiple companies reaching out to you and you almost in a position where you can pick and choose and you're only, you know, you're happy where you are, you don't, you're not really keen on making a move. That might be the difference maker, right? Seeing that culture, that content, that engaging piece of uh, information or blog or post and so forth that can ultimately help a company and and the candidate make the decision with you hopefully yeah 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 definitely perfect well uh megan was was definitely a pleasure
yep you too yeah thank you so much for for obviously contacting me and, and inviting me to you know be a part of your podcast it's been great thank you and for the listeners the uh linkedin profile of megan newberry is in the podcast episode description if you want to reach out to her comments questions want to know more about employer brand that's where you can go hello there we had a truly insightful discussion with megan regarding employer branding her diverse experience and depth of knowledge in this field will definitely add much value to her next company hopefully we'll see her again soon on another episode of coffee with a recruiter